Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. J. Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. J. Rudd. He is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLASIK.com for your refractive lens exchange. This is the Ian Furness Show. The college presidents are meeting Friday, and they're going to, you know, they're going to have a meeting to make a decision to have a meeting to make a decision to have a meeting to make a decision. So there could be some resolution, but there might not be some resolution. Text us at 49451 and hit the talkback mic on the iHeartRadio app. Julio with the skyscraping blast out to the video board in left field. Gone home run number 22 for Julio. This is the new Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. <laughs> I like courtesy of Root Sports. Pete Thamel there from uh, ESPN before that on a podcast. That was the day before college football playoff expansion was announced just a short time ago. Wow, what a Friday. Like This is anything but a mail-in Friday, Kev. I, I know you like to mail it in on a Friday, but this is not a mail-in Friday at uh, all. At Ian, all. how dare you first. Um, <laughs> and we never do that. Yes. And I was like, all right, Pat Sean, that'll be good. Yeah. And then at about 11.58, I yeah. thought, holy crap, Pat Sean is a gigantic must-listen interview today. Pat Sean's going to join us, the Washington State University Athletic Director, in just a couple moments. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to it in the headlines, but the College Football Playoff Board has decided on a 12-team playoff in 2026. It could actually started sooner than that in 2024 wow game changer for sure i'm not sure if it's i'd put it right now off pat i think it might be as close to june 30th because when the world went upside down on june 30 with the ucla and usc going to the big 10 i think this brings some some consistency back at least to some of the existing power five conferences we'll explain in a few minutes Renters and everything else going on. Oh, Rob Rang will join us. First full weekend of college football. According to Sando's article today, a bunch of nameless faceless. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, uh, the, the Seahawks are in a bad, bad way this year. They might need a quarterback. We'll talk more about quarterbacks. Every week, we're going to talk about quarterbacks with Ranger. Love it. That's just fun. Love it. Now, from the Star Reynolds Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. All right, Pat Shun coming up in just a couple moments. Headlines are brought to you by Venue Kings, VenueKings.com. As mentioned, college football playoff board, uh, according to sources, and this is ESPN, Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic, and everyone that knows anything about college sports and athletics, all reporting the same thing. The college football playoff will expand to 12 teams in 2026, but it also could happen sooner in 2024. What does that mean for the future of college football and even realignment? Pat Shun in a moment will join us. May have some answers. Probably not a bad guy to have on today. I'll tune in. I think you should. Mariners are in action tonight. They're in Cleveland to take on your friends. The Guardians. I almost said it. Guardians. Uh, Luis Castillo. Cody Morris is the pitching matchup. Would that be game one pitching matchup if you got to the playoffs? I don't know. Uh, anyway, that game's at 4 o'clock later on today. There is college football tonight involving a Pac-12 school. Colorado playing host to TCU. Uh, I don't know if I need anything else. Let's just get to the show. Let's just do this, man. This is a this is a crazy day. Rob Rang joining us 2 o'clock. Huskies tomorrow, by the way. 
are uh, at 7.30. That's the kickoff 3.30 pregame show. But begin with uh, the Hawks. Cougs play at 6.30 tomorrow night on the Pac-12 Network. J.B. Long, Roxy, uh, J.B. Long and Ryan Leaf are on the call for that game at 6.30. Utah's down in the swamp to take on Florida. Huge game for the conference in terms of their perception. Oregon is taking on Georgia, the defending national champions. That is in the college football kickoff classic in, wait for it, Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Not quite a neutral site game for the uh, Ducks going down there. They're a 16 they're a 16 point underdog right now, so there's some juice going on them along the line as well. Man, there's a lot going on today. Rang, we'll talk college football weekend with us and we'll start previewing uh yes, it's never too early when this what we do with Rob every uh, every Friday. We'll check in with him about uh, you know, who to watch as it pertains to the draft next year. He'll preview all the big games and quarterbacks are at the uh, top of the list in that as well. Is uh, is our man with us? Perfect. Great. Awesome. 104 here in uh, Seattle joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. It's It's been a while, but uh, I really appreciate him jumping on with us today on the, the eve of the college football opener in God's country, Pullman, Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat Chun, the athletic director at Washington State University with us right now. Hi, Pat. How are you? Ian, go Cougs. And always good to be in a big part of the Washington State footprint in seattle washington so i'm um, glad to be on your show go Cougs, and i like how you phrase that sir i really do <laughs> <laughs> you know you know why i said that too so. well let me think you think so media market 12 is part of washington state's footprint that's interesting i would think so i, well, I, I think <laughs> well, well based based on the number of eyeballs that that our football program gets which uh, all the national reporters have have you know in different times showcased i mean obviously and we all know this i mean um we are the state of washington's uh land-grant institution our 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 alums have supported this institution for decades upon decades and for whatever reason we're compelling to watch on tv and the nation knows it so we're excited for another year of washington state football uh and like i said always glad to be uh speaking uh, with, with an alum and, and a huge part of our uh, our TV uh, our, our our TV footprint, which is Seattle. Well, I love having you on today, and we we, we had scheduled this interview uh, about a week ago with uh, with your outstanding sports information director, Bill Stevens, and it was like, hey, we'll talk to Pat about all the crazy stuff going on in college sports right now and realignment, and, and you know, it's the day before uh, Pullman. Well, Pullman will be buzzing; it probably already is buzzing. I'm sure you see motorhomes pulling yeah. in and, and all of that, which is just a it's a fantastic setting and. Labor Day weekend, the start of the Jake Dickert era officially as the new head coach. Uh, interim last year, that tag taken off right after you uh, after he won the Apple Cup. I'm sure you walk by that trophy every day, Pat, and take a peek at it and say, uh, sure looks <laughs> "With pride, with pride, yes, <laughs> looks good there." Uh, what what an off season, though. So let's just get to it. Um, let me let me just kind of start with today's news, and we'll kind of work around it because it just everything changed in the last what hour or so. And when Kevin called me, I was driving in. He says, "Hey, by the way." Everyone's reporting, you know, ESPN, Nicole Auerbach, everyone is reporting the college football playoff will expand 12-team playoff 2026, could start in 2024. Uh, let me just get your reaction to that. Uh, I, I know there's a board. I'm not sure, you know, how involved people in this conference are, how that works, but just get your reaction to that initial news. Well, um, just to educate you on the last part, the, the Pac-12 representative on that board is the president of the Washington, of Washington State University system, Kirk Schultz. And um, when, 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 when initially, and I forgot how many months ago this was, when things fell apart, I know Kirk was one of the, you know, one of the handful of presidents uh, that 
we're committed to keeping the dialogue going. And I know, you know, for, you know, Kirk, obviously, you know, it's, it's well-versed his influence and impact, um, on college athletics uh, and, and where he sits nationally. And he knows how important it is for the Pac-12 conference to, to for the expanded playoff. And, uh, you know, I would, I'm one who interprets today as a good day because uh, it clears a pathway to the playoffs, you know, may not be hopefully sooner than 2026, but it, it gives a specific route uh, for, you know, to the playoffs for the Pac-12, which I think more than ever is uh, is, is important. I think that's the biggest key right there, what you just said. Uh, and I want to come back to Kirk in a second, but let, let's start there. I, I, it's a really, I'm sure that it has been a, a challenging uh, and maybe even a stressful time on your campus, as it has been for a lot of campuses with the remaining 10 schools in the Pac-12 that are not named UCLA and USC. In your mind, Pat, does the basically the ability to have an automatic qualifier come from this conference? And there's... There's stuff around it. It's the top six in terms of rankings. But if we're being honest, uh, it's a Pac-12, a Big 12, an ACC. They should be invited to the CFP every year under this new structure starting in a few years. Does that make it more enticing for the current teams in the Pac-10 to stay put and maybe even make it easier to expand the Pac-10 slash slash 12? Well, I, I would. I don't know if it makes it easier because we're, we're currently operating from the place of ten teams staying together is the most viable future from a financial standpoint. And obviously, we're, we're not. We're not. You know, we're, we're fully aware of uh, what's going on with other conferences and their willingness to want to expand one specifically the Big Ten. And uh, you know, but where we sit today, it's stable. This, I think. Um, is helpful to that step because as we've seen one of the unfortunate outcomes of the the 14 playoff was kind of this um a funneling of power to specific schools um because they're able to get to the cfp uh because and it, and it makes sense because if you're playing in the biggest games on the biggest stages obviously that's going to impact recruiting so the expansion of this it, it you know it, if you know it's it it, it would it at least creates a environment where success in one of these power five conferences should get you a seat at the table. And hopefully when it's all said and done, um, you know, get multiple teams uh, into the playoffs from a 12, you know, from a 12 team perspective, I, you know, I looked at some modeling, you know, months ago and, and you know, this was 2018, I think Washington state, if it was a 12 team playoff that year, we would have made it. So it, it's, you just don't know what opportunities this will come down the road but at least it gives more certainty that the champion of our conference will be represented on the big stage. And then, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, work to work to win a, you know, national championship from there. Hey, it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIK and Dr. Jay Rudd. For about 15 years, I have had to use reading glasses for everything, reading text, looking at my phone, script writing, whatever it was, I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. Jay Rudd. It's life-changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to auroralasik.com. That's auroralasik.com. Dr. J. Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasic.com. Pat Chun joining us, Athletic Director of Washington State University here on 93.3 KJRFM. Pat, when you talk to athletic directors in this particular conference, and again, we'll just say the, the, the other 10 athletic directors in this conference, and I, I think, I believe for the most part, you guys outside of maybe two schools now that aren't, well, try to work together on a lot of different things. 
when you talk to the uh, your fellow athletic directors in this conference, what do you come away with as being the biggest priority in terms of the conference as it, as, as it uh, pertains to realignment? Is it is it just pure money and a cash grab, or is the chance to play for a college football playoff and, and get in the CFP, is that on par with the money and the financial considerations? Well, I don't know if there's one that outweighs the other, but they're all woven together. And, you know, in our conference, I mean, the, the health and safety of our student-athletes is always the number one priority. On top of that, access, uh, getting into the playoffs, with, with, which is uh, currency in today's environment, that's why certain schools have more equity in our current system uh, and, and more political power behind them because they traditionally make the playoffs. You can, you don't have to be an expert to know that, hey, uh, prognosticate, hey, at the end of this year, it's probably going to be Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, uh, and, and maybe a few others that are probably going to be in, in Georgia uh, that may be in the mix for it, and, and, and maybe and there are a couple outliers. So they're all interwoven together. You know, this realignment thing is is – you know, is, is always, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective, been a part of college athletics. Um, you know, this is driven a lot by TV uh, and, and eyeballs, and, and I should say it, it is driven by TV and eyeballs and uh, TV ratings. And, you know, this, the L.A. schools made a decision, USC specifically made a decision to, uh, to to go put themselves in the Big Ten. And, you know, for the 10 of us, we got we got to make sure that no matter what, uh, we continue to position ourselves better and, um, you know, Good, bad, or indifferent, we didn't lose a team that we didn't lose a school that's been in the college football playoff out of the Pac-12. So as we keep going forward, we're going to continue to build football. I think Washington State alums know there is a commitment from the highest levels of our institution that dates back for decades um, about our commitment to um, to success on the football field, and probably why we have such a strong brand and why we turn on TV sets. You go back, you know, I've told everyone it's if you start from the logo. Go to Jack Thompson, Drew Bledsoe, Mike Price, Mike Leach, Gardner Minshew, uh, what we believe uh, the next chapter is going to be like. You know, uh, maybe it's the David and Goliath thing where everyone thinks we're David against everyone's Goliaths, but hey, we've always had a commitment at Washington State to win at football. Obviously, our budget is different than everybody else. That historically, we found a way uh, to win uh, uh, with the resources we've had, and, and that'll continue to be the theme at Washington State as we go forward. A lot to chew on there. I want to get back. I like the David and Goliath, by the way. I want to get back to that in a second because I think, and I've talked to Kevin and my producer about this a lot. I, I think sometimes we lose sight about what college. Uh, football and college sports as a whole, but just in this case, college football is all about. I thought we saw it last week in, in Ireland with Northwestern and Nebraska. I, I thought we saw it right there, front and center. This the emotion oh, I, I, I love it. Yeah, and I love the David and Goliath uh, uh, reference because those who have studied that battle know David was actually the most prepared for that. And that's what Washington State prides itself in is say we we do find a way. And you give us time to prepare. Well, if you think you're Goliath, you know, let's let's go let's you know, let's go drop that soccer ball, volleyball, baseball, basketball, football, whatever it is, let's go let's go play a game and see who let's go let's go see who wins. Nebraska fans would agree with you that the most prepared team won last week too, by the way. Um the uh, col- <laughs> <laughs> college football playoff. Uh the the college football playoff expansion. In your opinion, Pat, does that make the Pac twelve media rights more valuable, more appealing now with that news today? Whew, I, I haven't thought about that, but I, I see where your logic is headed, and I, I would guess yes, because it would, it, 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 you know, and really probably adds more value to your conference championship game, too. Um, knowing that, you know, if that's a, you know, lack of a better term, uh, an, action, an, an automatic qualifier to the, to the CFP, yeah, I would assume that does add more value. I, I think that's, I mean, do you think this, 
increases and makes it more appealing for the 10 members to stay put in this conference as opposed to going to a bigger conference that you would have a harder time becoming an automatic qualifier. I mean, I'm just, the math would just tell me if it's 10 or 12, that's better to be in a conference of 10 or 12 that has a chance to get to the college football playoff as opposed to going to a conference that has anywhere from 14 to 16 to 20 teams. And, and traveling four to six hours round trip, or excuse me, one way to get to that site. So, um, yeah, I think that the, the easy math is, yeah, it, it, it's what are you going to do to position, you know, how do you schedule success? How do you position your football programs for, for, for success? And, um, you know, I, I'd agree with that math wholeheartedly that um, I don't know if it's a smaller conference, but it, it's, it's a conference with, um, you know, you know, what makes the SEC work is they're, they're really all kind of in the same geographic footprint competing really for the same recruits. And although there, there is a hierarchy there, you know, on any given year, LSU, Florida, um, you know, can jump up to the top of the heap. And traditionally that's what the Pac-12 has been is what, what has historically made this league so strong was uh, there are a lot of great, there's a lot of great talent, but there has historically been extraordinary quarterback talent on the West Coast, which is uh, because of the, the shifting of power, you know, they're, they're, the, the top quarterbacks out West are populated at Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, go right down the list um, because players want to play on the biggest stage. You don't blame them. And uh, I think this, this does help, but I, I'd also say being in, in similar grounds, that's will be interesting to see what happens with the L.A. schools as they uh, compete in the Midwest, colder climates. Um, you know, th- I bet those schools are ecstatic to be able to recruit out in L.A. a little bit better. And I don't know if, if you know, I don't know how recruiting is going to be enhanced if you're one of those L.A. schools uh, to go into the Midwest when um, traditionally those kids want to go to Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa. There's a little bit more uh, coming out of the womb, going to your state school type of mentality uh, out of those schools. So um, I think it benefits us. Time will tell, but but I, I, I agree with your math equation that uh, even where we sit now and, 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 you know, hopefully if we get to a place where we expand, I think all, all of these things are additive to what the Pac-12 could be down the road. Pat, June 30th changed how everyone kind of feels in, in the comfort level that everybody would feel about a conference, but when you speak to your fellow uh, remaining nine athletic directors uh, around the conference, do you believe that this conference – is solidly together and unified in trying to keep this conference together uh, over the next uh, decade or two or even the next few years? Uh, I believe in the leadership we have and the the level of candor and um, um, I guess just just the level of candor in all the conversation we've had. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, rewind a little bit. Not everyone was being straight up. with what their short-term or long-term goals were, and that happens. I mean, that's, that's unfortunately college athletics. But uh, I, I think every president, AD, our commissioner understands what's at stake. I think we all understand our responsibility collectively to the West Coast and football. Uh, and I think we all understand the benefits of us staying together. And we all understand, oh, yes, I think we all understand what the threat is and that that's, that's you know, that, that's, that's the Big Ten and, you know, what, what you know, if and, if and when they want to expand. And uh, we do have schools in our, in, in our league that are attractive to, uh, to that league. But, um, you know, hope is not the greatest strategy, but I'm, I'm appreciative of, of all the work we've put in to get to this point. And, you know, we got to get this thing over the finish line over the next, uh, I guess, month and a half with our TV deal. I mean, there's so much talk and so much chatter out there. Pat, Pat Chan joining us. I, you know, you hear, okay, Oregon's had preliminary discussions with the Big Ten, and Washington has had the same, and, you know, Stanford maybe the same, or Cal and what have you. 
Um, and then you hear like, well, Washington and Oregon are joined at the hip, and and you and Scott Barnes at Oregon State are joined at the hip. Uh, let me just kind of take it a step back and ask you this: When you talk to Rob Mullins at Oregon or or Jen Cohen over here, because of what happened with USC and UCLA, and and you insinuated it, I think everyone knows. I mean, they under the guise of darkness, they decided to leave, and you know, it was very just sketchy how it happened, especially with institutions of higher learning. Um, you know, do you trust? Rob Mullins and, and Jen Cohen, when they speak to you, and are they open with you? Are they candid with you? And the same with the other athletic directors around the conference. Well, first, when, when I, I think the nice, the reassuring thing is expansion does not happen with these meetings that are happening. And it goes to what you just said. I don't, you know, UCLA and USC, there, there was no formal pitch presentation. I'd be shocked if Oklahoma and Texas had a formal pitch presentation. You know, I know when, when our league, uh, expanded the last time, I, you know, I'd be shocked if there was a formal pitch. That's just not how this happens. They happen, like you just said, they just happen very discreetly. There was a lot of checks and balances that have to happen. Obviously, USC has less because UCLA is still wrapped up in uh, trying to get through the checks and balances they missed with their with their uh, regents. Um, so, you know, I, I, I guess I, I look at it from a different lens. When you hear of those meetings, it, it kind of just reassures that expansion isn't on the table because that's not how expansion happens. And then two, yes, I do trust Rob and I do trust Jen. And, um, you know, they, they have to do, you know, I, and I also respect both of them. And I also understand that they have to do what's best for their institution. And, you know, it's my belief, you know, based on everything that I know and based on everything I hear, that what's best for both their institutions in the current moment is to work with work with the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever you want to call it, to get us to the next chapter. And, um, you know, and, and the work that them and their presidents are putting into this, uh, you, you know, you, you know that, that they understand their role in terms of the solution. Uh, Pat Sean joining us uh, here. Do you believe that, that the Pac-10 is better off today than it was 24 hours ago, and they did make that official just a minute ago, that they are expanding the college football playoffs, so it is a done, it's a done deal. Uh, do you feel like the Pac-10 is in a better situation, a better position to survive, move ahead, and thrive in coming years because of the college football playoff expansion? Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. Jay Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. J. Rudd, he is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLASIK.com for your refractive lens exchange. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're in a better position, but we got to keep going forward with this work to get this, you know, to, to get to get us to this next TV deal. But I believe we're in a better position. What what What's the sales pitch to the networks? And in this case, it's probably ESPN. And I know it's done at a higher level, you know, at the, at the league office and certainly with George Klyovkov, et cetera. But when someone asked Pat Chun, you know what? I don't know. Is Wazoo that, you know, or Oregon State or even Washington or even, you know, in Arizona, Arizona State, how valuable are those properties? Even the Bay Area schools where, you know, they're, they're, their ratings in their own market aren't great. How, why is the Pac-12 
a valuable commodity for a network in terms of football? Well, I look at us as an example because little old Washington, Washington State, Bumble Hole, turns on a ton of TV sets, and I think to the average of, uh, what, $1.5 million if you take out the L.A., LA school dynamic and the Texas Oklahoma dynamic out of the Big 12 schools. So I mean, it's just it's just indicative of the passion, um, the passion or curiosity or interest one brand has in our conference that um, is one of the lower budget schools. And I think that says a lot about the conference. And um, you know, and then when you look across what the West Coast is and the population centers and um, you know how many TV sets that that that, that does encompass. Uh, and there is there is a value to that late window, that late East Coast window, which is, uh, you know, the 7, 7.30 window um, here on the West Coast. And, you know, you wrap all that stuff up together and uh, the history and tradition with the nine other schools in this conference. Um, I, I mean, there's a reason why the 10 schools want to stay together, need to stay together, and know that is the best pathway to go forward in the current environment, and that's because of what those ten schools add up um, to, to whatever the, to the next phase of this conference. Pat, I really appreciate jumping on today. I kept you for a long time, but I think it's a really—I I mean, I mentioned this to Kevin before we went on the air. I, I mentioned it to, to Jason Puck and Jim Moore in our crosstalk segment. I think this is as important a day in in college athletics and realignment, and, and maybe as as you know, as significant a day as maybe June thirtieth was, and maybe for a lot of better reasons to try to keep things together, not just for the Pac twelve, maybe the Big twelve as well. And you got an exciting day. You got the Battle of the Palouse tomorrow. Jake Dicker starts his tenure. It's uh, going to be a great weekend over in Pullman. So I really appreciate coming on today, man. Thank you so much, Pat. Hey, hey, get out here for a game, and we'll grab a beer at the Coug when you come out here. I will be out there. Uh, I, I'm not happy about the Thursday Utah game, but I will be at the Thursday Utah game. As, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, 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 hey, hey, we need people here that Thursday night. I appreciate you coming. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, go Cougs. Thank you. All right, go Cougs. Talk to you guys later. That's Pat Chun joining us here on the uh, Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, significant day. Uh, there's a lot to chew on there. Uh, a, I, this is, this, I can just tell you this. This is one of those interviews I looked at Kevin about four or five times and I had Kevin's eyebrows raised that usually only happens when he listens to Puckett from 10 to 1, you know, and it's a lot different raising of the eyebrow, but it was a, a lot of raised eyebrows in that, uh, in that interview. Uh, I mean, I have, I have two things marked over here. I have two things marked. I have two different programs that I use to record audio and I had to go back and forth because I didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not sure what my favorite line was. Was it the veiled shot at the two the, schools that didn't play in the we CFP? We didn't lose a school that's been <laughs> in the college football playoff out of the Pac-12. That is glorious. I think it's this one. Hang on. Uh, Let's see if it's this one. I think it's this one. Today is a good day because uh, it clears a pathway to the playoffs. You know, may not be hopefully sooner than 2026, but it, it gives a specific route uh, for you know to the playoffs for the Pac-12, which I think more than ever is uh, is, is important. Nope, that was a different one, but well, let's, that's a, let's do that's this. an important quote too. It was. There's, let's get a couple of those played back, and we'll oh, discuss good. it in a second. Uh, big day in college athletics. Kind of sounds like a great day for the Pac-12, Pac-10. I guess it is now to survive. We'll talk about that next. Nine three point three KJRFM. Hear us anywhere, anytime on Alexa or Google Play at Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM and on the iHeartRadio app. Now back to Ian Furness. You know, for the 10 of us, we got we got to make sure that no matter what, uh, we continue to position ourselves better and, um, you know, good, bad, or different. We didn't lose a team that we didn't lose a school that's been in the college football playoff out of the back 12. So as we keep going forward, we're going to continue to build football 
I think Washington State alums know there is a commitment from the highest levels of our institution that dates back for decades um, about our commitment to um, to success on the football field and probably why we have such a strong brand and why we turn on TV sets. Good, bad, or indifferent, we didn't lose a team that we didn't lose a school that's been in the college football playoff out of the Pac-12. Good, bad, or indifferent, we didn't lose a team that we didn't lose a school that's been in the college football playoff out of the Pac-12. As Kevin said on uh, Twitter, a veiled shot at USC and UCLA, and someone pointed out maybe not too veiled. I think you're right. Well, it wasn't really veiled. That was a shot. That was good, a bad, or indifferent. We didn't lose a team that we didn't lose a school that's been in the college football playoff out of the Pac-12. I think the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. In a, in a rough, let's just say this: over the last half decade or so, uh, Washington State has a significantly better record. Maybe it's the last decade. Anyway, better than UCLA. Uh, USC has been not USC lately. I make the make the argument in this sta- hell. I'll make the argument the Northwest has had the four schools in the Northwest better football programs in recent history in the Pac-12 than the four schools in California. I don't even think that's a debate right now, right? Better than UCLA, USC, yeah. Stanford, Cal. I, you, the four I mean, schools up here. I mean, Jonathan Smith's got Oregon State on the rise. You can't argue with the, the numbers of how it's been no. success on the field. Uh, Pac-12 just released a statement a moment ago. Pac-12 is strongly in favor of CFP expansion, welcomes the decision of the CFP board. College football playoff expansion will provide increased access and excitement is the right thing for our student-athletes and fans. We look forward to working with our fellow conferences to finalize the important elements of an expanded CFP in order to launch as soon as practical. Practical. Um, I had a buddy of mine reach out to me and ask me a question, and it's a good one. You know, why why don't they just do it today, tomorrow? The TV contracts in place for for the current setup. Uh, you've got contracts, you know, with ESPN. Uh, you know, you can break a contract certainly, but I think just there's some logistics involved, the amount of dollars involved to break those contracts and to, to kind of flip midstream is hard, but they did make it, keep it open that the possibility is that they would be able to change it by 2024, right, Kev? So, I mean, that is, yeah. that, that is a possibility. 2026 at the latest, uh, but 2024 possibly as well, which would be interesting because that would be the first year that USC and UCLA are on the Big Ten. I wonder right now, and I know there's, the money involved is, is just stupid. I mean, that we're talking about with the media rights deal that the Big Ten has. I, I, I understand that. And maybe it's just a blindly naive thought on my, on my part. But if I'm USC and UCLA, am I having any buyer's remorse right now? Like, I wonder about that. If it, truly, it's just a cash grab, right? That's what it is. Because here's the math. Kevin and I were talking about this before the show. The, the math is really simple. You have a, you know, we talked about this with Pat Shun. He agreed. Your chances of getting in are always the best as an automatic qualifier, not leaving in the hands of somebody else, right? Yeah. If you're USC and UCLA, do you have a better chance? Let's take UCLA off the board and tell you, you guys do something. And, <laughs> you know, like once, once, once the, the Bruins down there, the little powder blue blue, once you guys, God, I remember Gabe Marks' comment. Oh, it's the best one ever. You got because remember they were they were saying something critical of him and he says yeah you guys wear powder blue you know he, uh, <laughs> Troy Aikman you know, UCLA Troy Aikman hates it <laughs> he hates the move did you see that the other day yeah hey, Aikman hates the move but if you're those schools if you want to compete for a championship because that's all they everybody always hides behind that right when you compete for a championship oh it's not about the money it's about everything okay well if you really want to compete for a championship automatic qualifier 
in a conference that has 14, 16, 18 teams, may even add Notre Dame, although I don't think there's any incentive for Notre Dame now to go into a conference, zero, uh, but may, may add Notre Dame. Or are you better off in a, in a conference with 12 where you're still in Los Angeles and should have an inherent recruiting advantage over everybody? It's a, it doesn't, it, it doesn't commute. Well, here's the, here's it computed before the, it computed before we went to 12, right? Let me, I can push back a little bit. On okay. That. Okay. Um, and I want to, I want to get to these clips too. I yeah. sent you an email. So you have, that. okay. Uh, I, the challenge with that is if you're not your conference champion, mm-hmm. then how much of a chance do you have to right. be highly ranked right. and be in that conversation? Because a two loss, I mean, how many times have we had these conversations? Well, a two loss team from the SEC is clearly a great team. But a two-loss team in the Pac-12 is garbage. It's garbage, yeah. So Absolutely. that's that's where I, I hear what you're saying. So if you're just looking at the automatic qualifiers, right. absolutely. The chances to get there at the automatic qualifier in the Pac-12 are far higher than they are in the Big Ten. But, or the the big, B1G, whatever the hell they're calling <laughs> themselves these days. And one. Yeah, but the, the difference is those other six, it's still going to be a lot easier if you're good. Mm-hmm to do that in the B1G than it is in the Pac-12 because right. you are able to prove that you are good against good teams regularly. Let me just give me just a quick one before we get to I want to get to that first soundbite, overall sure. impact on the Pac-12. The only my, my pushback to your pushback would be the following. Uh, every year when the Pac-12 ends up kind of getting hooped in this situation, you know mm-hmm. what you know what, ha- what happens is they lose a game late in the year, and then usually it's to a good team. Sometimes it's in the Pac-12 championship game. Sometimes it's Oregon, Sometimes Oregon State or Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona Road. State. But a lot of times it's like, you know, you look what happened with Oregon against Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Those are both good football teams. Yeah. Oregon was automatically eliminated and Utah already had been eliminated. In that case, Utah would have gone. Oregon still may have had a shot. I, it, I, I hear what you're saying. It's a money grab. That's why they've left. I mean, that's the Period. number one reason. Obviously. Yeah. But, but for the incentive for other schools to leave... Part of what Pat talked about, too, was the money. We'll get to that in a second. How about this? This is Pat Chun just a moment ago talking about the overall impact on the Pac-12. I'm one who interprets today as a good day because uh, it clears a pathway to the playoffs. You know, may not be hopefully sooner than 2026, but it, it gives a specific route uh, for, you know, to the playoffs for the Pac-12, which I think more than ever is, uh, is, is important. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Uh, I, I also want to get to the TV media rights deal as well. Uh, a lot of what they have been pushing with the late windows and the markets and all that kind of thing. And, and all, I think that also is still important, but what's even more important is you're talking about a school or talking about schools that have an opportunity to play for a national title. That means games are relevant on the West coast. They may not have been relevant before. Now they are. We'll talk about that next 93.3 KJRFM. You know, obviously, you know, rewind a little bit. Not everyone was being straight up with what their short term or long term goals were. That happens. I mean, that's, that's unfortunately college athletics. Pat Shun, moments ago on the radio show, significant day in the world of college football and college athletics. College football playoff board has made it official. They have decided on a 10, sorry, 12 team playoff, more than likely starting in 2026. There is a chance it could be happening in 2024, but it sounds like 2026 is most likely. TV contracts, logistics, etc. Uh, the details still being worked out, but there would be home playoff games as well for schools. We did the math. Because of the buys, what do we figure that the most a team could play would be 16 games, and there's only two teams that possibly could play 16, right? No, there, it could be 17. 17, is that what it would 12 be? 12 regular season, 
a conference championship game. Oh, I got you. Be yeah, the 13th. Yeah. And then if they were one of the bottom eight seeds of right. the 12. Right. And they got all the way to the end, they would then be playing four games in the conference. Got all the way to the, the championship. championship. They got all the way to the championship. Yes. So if both two teams that were not first round by teams got all the way to play each other in the championship game. Yep. They could play as many as 17. Teams could play 16, 15, or 14. Right now you have teams playing anywhere from 13 to 14 as it is. Uh, uh, could be right. No, 15. 15, 15 you could 15. play 15. So you'd add one to two games for maybe one or two teams across the country. Keep Just keep that in mind when you hear people say, oh, it's just too many games for all these. One or two schools, if, all, if everything fell into place, might have to play an extra game or two. And I would guess if you pulled the kids in the locker room, they would probably be okay with it. Maybe, just maybe. I, th- I think it's possible, yes. I, I think because then you could pull the other 118 schools in the country and say, would you rather be done for the year? Or would you like to be playing for a championship? Okay. And we're not worried about the athletes' health here because if we were, we wouldn't be sending teams from Los Angeles to Rutgers and Maryland and you know Penn State across the country, and in some cases, maybe even on a commercial flight in the middle of school year. So let's not worry about that. Bigger picture is this. What does this mean for our conference out here? We have gone through the ups and downs, the emotions, back and forth we go. June 30th, the conference is done. Then it looks like the conference is going to be better when the Big Ten's contract uh, media rights deal came through. Then there's other people who say maybe it's not going to be good for the conference out here. Is there going to be expansion? What's going to happen? Let's start first with, we heard a little clip there from Pat Chun. The question I asked him was this. Is there trust, after what happened with UCLA and USC, is there still trust among the other 10 schools with each other that they're going to be on the up and up and be upfront and honest and that they're going to do what it takes to make sure that this conference does well? But more importantly, what about the trust? Uh, I believe in the leadership we have and the, the level of candor and um, um I guess just, just, just the level of candor and all the conversation we've had. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, rewind a little bit, not everyone was being straight up with what their short-term or long-term goals were. That happens. I mean, that's, that's unfortunately college athletics, but, uh, I, I think every president, AD, our commissioner understands what's at stake. I think we all understand our responsibility collectively to the West coast and football, uh, and I think we all understand the benefits of us staying together, and we all understand. Oh yes, I think we all understand what the threat is, and that that's that's you know that that's that's the Big Ten, and you know what what you know if and if and when they want to expand, and uh, we do have schools in our in, in our league that are attractive to uh, to that league, but um, you know hope is not the greatest strategy. But I'm I'm appreciative of of all the work we've put in to get to this point, and. You know, we got to get this thing over the finish line over the next, uh, I guess, month and a half with our TV deal. Interesting note you mentioned right point blank that the Big Ten is the biggest threat. And, I mean, it's not a secret, but to hear a guy say it is, is interesting. And as, I mean, he was as honest and blunt as, a, as anybody I've had on the radio in a long time. A team that 13 months and a day ago, or excuse me, a conference that 13 months and a day ago uh, came into a handshake agreement to work together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and now he's literally saying they're our biggest threat. I, I, yeah, the Big Ten being that that handshake. Um, I, I just before we get to the last soundbite, can you imagine what's it like in the what's it going to be like for the next two years? I mean, the acrimony Pat Chun obviously feels towards UCLA and USC. I'm going to guess he's not alone. Be pretty uncomfortable. 
also highly entertaining. Okay. Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts on this that I want to kind of get to, so I'm not sure if we'll have to, we'll have to do that a little bit later on the show. Uh, I asked Pat John the question, does it make it easier now for the Pac-12 to expand? Well, I, I, would, I don't know if it makes it easier because we're, we're currently operating from the place of 10 teams staying together is the most viable future from a financial standpoint. And obviously we're, we're not, we're not, you know, we're, we're fully aware of uh, what's going on with other conferences and their willingness to want to expand one specifically the big 10 and uh, you know, but where we sit today, it's stable. This I think um, is helpful to that step because as we've seen one of the unfortunate outcomes of the, the 14 playoff was kind of this um, a funneling of power to specific schools um, because they're able to get to the CFP. Uh, because, and, it, and it makes sense because if you're playing in the biggest games on the biggest stages, obviously that's going to impact recruiting. So the expansion of this, it, it, you know, it, if it, you know, it's, it, it, it would, it at least creates a environment where success in one of these power five conferences should get you a seat at the table and hopefully, when it's all said and done, um, you know, get multiple teams uh, into the playoffs from a twelve, you know, from a twelve-team perspective. I, you know, I looked at some modeling, you know, months ago, and, and you know, this was 2018. I think Washington State, if it was a twelve-team playoff that year, we would have made it. So it, it's you just don't know what opportunities this will come down the road, but at least it gives more certainty that the champion of our conference will be represented on the big stage and then, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, work to work to win a, you know, national championship from there. No, we got to get to a break just real fast. I, I, the more I think about it, listening to Pat again, and he kind of mentioned, you know, 10 teams, maybe is most viable. Maybe, maybe that is the key. If you expand and Kevin, it's, it's a money thing. I think the only reason you would expand if you're the pack 10 now is if ESPN says, we kind of want you to expand. Well, we, want, we want to get this market or that market or what have you. Because the media rights deal is going to be an ESPN-centric deal. If I'm the other 10 schools in the conference right now, there's a big part of me that says, you know what? Why? Unless the pie right. is going to get bigger. Right. That's, that's, and that's where it comes down to, like I said. All you're doing right. is getting smaller slices. Right. It, you would have to, and, and, and you'd have to have the, con- like, like for, for your contract to be this big, uh-huh. we need you to add two teams or what have you. If not, I'm ten teams. I like my chances one in ten. And then you play what nine conference games? So you play everybody else yeah. in the conference every year, and you have your three conference out of conference games. It makes far too much sense. Um, yeah, interesting. What a crazy day. What an what an absolute. I mean, this and we're just and beyond. Be, I'm just being honest with you guys. We're reacting to this in real time, so there's a lot of stuff that I might forget. Come to think about on Monday over the weekend. But uh, what, a, what a crazy day. I'm glad we have Pat on. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. If you missed the Pat John interview, Kevin will have that podcast for you soon. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's a must-listen for all Pac-12 fans, no matter who your affiliation or school is, uh, if you are a fan of this conference. Okay, uh, if you're a fan of the Seahawks and you read Mike Sandel's uh, athletic piece today, you know that nobody that is a GM or a coach or an executive in the NFL is a fan of the Seahawks. <laughs> they were ranked 15th out of 16 teams in the NFC mostly because they don't have a quarterback. Let's talk quarterbacks and the college football weekend to come with our guy, Rob Rang. Don't forget, tell them more to do text line, 49451. When it's game time? It's telly time. Also, talk back Mike iHeartRadio app if you want to react to the stuff today with the CFP and Pat Chun. Love to hear your voice as well. Talk back Mike iHeartRadio app on the 93.3 stream. 
on 93.3 KJRFM. Hey, it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIK and Dr. J. Rudd. For about 15 years, I have had to use reading glasses for everything. Reading text, looking at my phone, script writing, whatever it was, I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. J. Rudd. It's life-changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to auroralasik.com. That's auroralasik.com. Dr. J. Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasic.com.